legends, welcome to season four, episode one of The Lowdown. My name is Kashmala Yusufzai, and I'm one of the hosts from last year. In this episode, I will be co-hosting with our new host, who you may know from LOHS TV. Everybody, let us welcome Jack Townsend. Hey, legends, I'm Jack Townsend, creative like and creativity and local professional annoying person that everyone loves to hate. That's me, and I am thrilled to be hosting my very first podcast here today. If there's one thing that I do good, it's talk for extended periods of time. And that's what we're here to do today. So to begin, in the beginning of the school year, we were introduced to a lot of new developments within our school community. I'm glad to be able to say that I've experienced so much already in a few months. Um, we've had the opening of the infamous cafe, the coop, and many more opportunities. It's just a relief to have so many more opportunities post-pandemic. Oh, absolutely. So today, speaking of new things, we are super excited to introduce our new principal, Mr. Morrison. Mr. Morrison has worked as a principal at Rutherford and Otwell schools, and we wish him a very legendary welcome. So, Mr. Morrison, why don't you introduce yourself for us here? Well, thank you, uh, Mr. Morrison, coming to you on the Lowdown uh, podcast. Excited to be in studio today. That's fantastic. I'd imagine that switching schools would be like a really difficult task. Uh, Have you found your first couple months at Lillian? Uh, I've used the analogy, it's kind of like drinking through a fire hose, because uh, there's lots to learn. There's lots of new students, uh, 2,000 of you, in fact, uh, to learn names and who they are and what you're interested in. Um, even staff, uh, getting to know all the staff and uh, you know where things are kept, uh, where the, the photocopy paper is, how to run this machine, or even where things are in the building. It took a few days, but we're, we're in the groove now. Um, Earlier, I know you mentioned wanting to develop students' passions and interests. And personally, I think like high school is a very important time to do so. Um, And it's also the reason why we have so many clubs like the podcast, for example, LOHS TV, the newspaper. There's countless um, student-run activities because with more exposure, as you know, there's like greater knowledge of what suits us as students best. So... As a principal, what resources would you provide to like help students figure out who they are? That's a great question. Uh, I'd say the number one resource is actually students themselves. Um, it's the students that come to the table with their passions. Uh, they're the ones that uh, share what they're interested in. They're the ones that um, excite teachers, in fact, um, to, to do those things with kids. Uh, lots of opportunities in the school for sure, but those don't come to fruition if it wasn't for the passions of the kids coming to the forefront. Um, Lowdown or LOHS TV are perfect examples of that. It's student-driven, student-run. There are certainly staff there to support and guide and mentor and, and things like that, but the, the first and foremost is it comes from the kids. So student voice is really important in, in what we do in the building, um, and then we fill in all the gaps afterwards. Yeah, that's for sure. I think um, it's important for students to be figuring out who they are, like actively themselves. It is, after all, their choice in the end. Um, I'll hand it over to Jack. Yeah, that was that was really insightful, you two. Definitely not biased here at all as a student myself. <laughs> now, uh, I 
I remember you mentioned that you have kids here, that not here, but in junior high, which is uh, honestly r- really close to high school, just a couple years a couple years away. How how do your kids inspire your vision for Lillian's future? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, my kids don't go here, uh, mostly because my wife won't let them go here, and we don't live in the neighborhood either. So, um, my own children. Um, are really no different than the other 2,000 in this building in terms of making sure we do what's best for kids. As a school, um, as teachers, as educators, we want to make all of our decisions based on that um, grounding principle, if I can use that term, what's best for kids. So um, that means putting in the best programs we can. That means making sure we have the best opportunities for kids. That means... um, looking at, a, at the 40,000 foot view of what we do in a school and seeing opportunities that exist that maybe we didn't see before and then nurturing those, like kind of watering those plants and seeing them grow. And so that's where things um, like, I'll use LOHS TV as an example again, because we're inside this beautiful studio. This started as a small idea and now it is what it is today because it was nurtured. Uh, and so when you think about my own kids, um, I think about all the kids in this school too, and helping them to find that passion, helping them to find the thing that they're interested in, and then nurturing that. It's no different than what I do at home with my own two than what I do here at the school. Oh, absolutely. And I'll definitely agree with the example you used of the studio because so much has changed here. E- even in just like the past year, it's been great to see see the whole school community grow? Well, this is more of something that's like pretty reflective. So um, I like what you said about the passions and nurturing them. Uh, I just like with accomplishing anything great, there's a lot of ups and downs involved with that. Uh, What are some challenges that like, you know, that you had to overcome um, when you became a principal? And what did they teach you along the way? Oh, another great question from from our two uh, interviewers. Um, I should expect nothing less of Lillian Osborne legends, I suppose. It's interesting. I've learned as much from failure as I have from success. And so if I think about my experience in a principal, this is my third school, my 11th year as a principal. Um, And I worked in high schools when I was a teacher. I worked in high schools when I was an assistant principal and department head. And then my first principalship was in an elementary school. I'd never taught elementary. I'm not elementary school trained. And I can remember going in there and and really feeling like I had no idea what I was doing. Um, Feeling like a failure, actually. And, you know, people stood beside me. I had good mentors and good coaches that walked alongside me in that journey. And I think about... um, you know, comments like you were placed here for a reason in the school and um, you, we wouldn't put you into this position if we didn't have confidence in your skills and abilities to do it. And I learned so much in those five years in that elementary, um, even though I wasn't highly successful to start, I became highly successful, I think, by the end um, and learned different things and was open. I think about my journey as a leader and each stop that I've made in each school or each you know, place that I've worked has taught me something different. And, um, you know, I, I think about my last school at, at Otwell Junior High and the things that I learned there. And the kids at Otwell remind me of the kids that are here. They're very similar, um, focused on doing art, you know, um, you know, CTS options. Um, 
I've learned a lot of those sort of skills and working with those kids at my last school, um, managing a larger building, like the operational kind of things as a principal as well. And then you get here and there's 116 staff, 22 school leaders, 2004 kids, huge parent community. And you just take all those things that you've learned all the way along and you just apply them in different spots and different aspects of what you do. It's really neat. Um, and I'll tell you, even coming here, there are moments where I'm sure I'm going to feel like I'm failing. Um, but the most important thing to have as a school leader, and I'd actually argue for leaders in general, is humility. So if you can't approach something with humility and go, I don't have all the answers, I need help, can you help me to understand this? Then you're probably going to be in trouble as a, as a leader in, in life. And I, I could relate that to politics if we had more time, but I'm not going to. No, it'd be interesting if you could narrate a political episode. <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas? Well, I did um, teach social studies when I was a teacher, so I, you know, I've got some skills there. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, that's a really nice outlook on it. Seeing that humility um, strengthens uh, people in leadership, and I think that's that's very true because if we don't acknowledge like where our flaws are, then how are we really going to improve? You know. Yeah, like that's absolutely inspirational and definitely a, a good message for everyone who's tuning in. Now, uh, you mentioned many important aspects of school, such as everyone having a safe space to come to and everyone having responsibilities. What do you think is the most important part of being a principal? Oh, there's lots. That's a good question, Jack. Uh, at the end of the day, I'll go back to what I said before, what's best for kids. So we create environments in which our, our students are, are free to explore and, and pursue their passions. They're supported in their learning. Um, they're supported when they're struggling, um, you know, academically or otherwise. I mean, high schools, we really have an advantage in huge student services area that can support kids uh, and support, um, you know, whether that's a, an academic challenge, a personal challenge, whatever that happens to be. It, you know, we, we help to create an environment where kids can become who they're meant to be. They can explore who they, who they want to become. And if we don't create that environment... Um, that's our job is to create that environment, right? I think the other thing that, that we're really missing, and, and this is a societal comment in general, but, you know, and I think empathy is, is something else that we really need to work hard to create in our school environments and in our environments in, in general, society in general, um, where we, we think more, we're, we're leading more and more towards thinking about ourselves. And I think we need to lean more about thinking about other people, Right. What are, what are other people's needs? And that doesn't mean you put your needs to the side. You still have to watch out for yourself and make sure you're doing the things that, that you should be doing. But I think we do need to spend some time thinking about other people. Wow. Like I'm, I'm going to relate this to, to a, a social studies topic to prove that I can actually pay attention in class. Would you say that you'd, you'd like to take more of like a, a collectivist approach with oh, this? Oh, Jack's painting me into a corner here. <laughs> um, I think it's incumbent upon all people in society to look out for everybody else. Wow. Really good outlook on that. Um, yeah. Also, another really important thing about um, high school in general is there's a misconception that, you know, if you if you mess up in high school, it's just, it's done. All your opportunities are gone. But what I've learned from a lot of my teachers is that high school is actually a good time to mess up because in Lillian especially... There's so much support systems that, like, there are people there to help you um, as you navigate this path by yourself. And I think, but still, like, we can still improve, and empathy is 
a pretty important trait that we should have. Um, and I think tied to that too, to be honest, is it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah, for sure. It's okay. I, I, you know, I, all of us have parents. I had parents and they put pressures on us to, to do our best. And I think you should try to do your best. But that doesn't mean you have to be perfect, right? I think about think about all the, you know, I'm an Oilers fan. I think about McDavid. <laughs> McDavid is the best player in the world, but he's not perfect. And it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to, to make mistakes, but it's never okay to stop trying. Yeah. Keep working hard. Keep trying your best. And if you don't, if you're not perfect, it's okay. Um, I, I Again, I go back to what I said almost right off the top of the podcast I've learned as much from failure as I have from success. I think a lot of students need to know this coming up into finals week. And, you know, um, before winter break, it seems like it's just the heaviest workload ever. And for sure, like uh, we, we all need to know that at the end of the day, we're human. And in academic settings, it might seem like perfection is the goal, but it's it's always just about being authentic and making mistakes as part of being human. Um, on the subject, though, how would you, um, because we have such a diverse community at Lillian, uh, but there's always ways that we can improve ourselves. There's always like a new outlook we can have on certain issues. How would you incorporate other cultures in school and make sure that everyone understands the, the value of other belief systems and how to respect them accordingly? Um, students driving the bus here at Lillian Osborne, we our school is is a leader in the in the division, leader in the city in this work. Um, I think about you know the SSC, or I think about all the different student associations that anyone can belong to. You don't have to be any one particular group to belong to a student association, and I think that's one of the things that really strengthens the fabric of our school. Um, my a long time ago, I was interviewed and on a, a radio station and this was before lots of the of the work we've been doing around anti-racism and equity and uh, inclusion and diversity is happening and um, was asked if if uh, by embracing different cultures you don't lose a part of your own and I actually think it's the opposite of that I think that by embracing different cultures you actually strengthen your own you get to see other um, you get to see what makes our school our society our city our country um, the greatest that it is. Um, I don't think you lose anything. I think you have everything to gain when you look at other people's cultures. Um, and I think, again, it goes back to empathy and being open to um, understanding where other people are coming from. Right? And I think that's what solves the world's problems, not not anything else. Yeah, for sure. And we have such a nice um, set of clubs that are just very welcoming to anyone. Like, I'm really surprised with how far our school has come Um and I think like even in sometimes there were really um, difficult times for certain minorities and our SSC has helped kind of shed awareness on such topics. And um, it's a great association to understand other belief systems. For sure it is. And that doesn't mean the work is done. It's never we done. Still, we still have work to do. We're, we're not where we want to be yet. Mm-hmm. Um so there's, there's still work to be done, and we'll keep doing that work as a school. Now, we've gotten to know the principal of Mr. Morrison. We've even gotten to know the man of Mr. Morrison. But let's, let's take a little bit of a step back, get a little, more, a little more unprofessional, per se. Mr. Morrison, 
Pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? Oh, 100% pineapple belongs on pizza, Jack. I don't understand those that think it shouldn't be on there. Wow. What a bold statement. Well, it's uh, ham and pineapple all the way. (laughs) As my vote. Wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Mr. Morrison enjoys pineapple on pizza. I'll have you make of that. As you will. I, I might also add that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. Same with Die Hard 2. I I was talking to my mom the other day, though, and she read somewhere that Die Hard 3 doesn't take place during Christmas. Like, I've been watching the movies with my family every Christmas Eve. It's been a tradition of ours for the past couple years, and I'm not sure if we can do that this year because we're just getting to Die Hard 3 now, and... Apparently, it's not at Christmas. On the next podcast, Jack, we could debate the the merits of Die Hard 3, the Christmas movie or not. I'd love to get into this discussion. Um, On the subject of pizza, well, I have something even more random to ask. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? You know, I want to say evergreen Mm -hmm. because I'm always blooming. If you would say it that way, I'm always growing. I'm always green. But there's something about shedding your leaves every year and then coming anew in the spring that kind of feels a bit, I don't know, relieving, if that makes sense. Um, I, I'd like to think that whatever kind of tree I am, I'm going to keep growing. Especially at the beginning of a new year. I always feel like I have a new personality that I have to have for school. Sometimes it changes. I think this year, it's more like very serious. Last year, not so much, despite the fact that I was an IB it was very ironic. Um, uh, Jack, what do you think about pineapple on pizza? You know, personally, I'm not that big of a pineapple on pizza guy, but our content producer, Aaron, is. And speaking of content producers, we would like to give a big thank you to Mandy Zhao, Marissa Rahim, Man- Mary Wu, Chantel Shoga, and Aaron Padbury. Our tech for this episode are Sandeep S., Kevin Zhao, and Chantel Shoga. And our editor is Rena Leo. This awesome music you're hearing is also by Sandeep S., and our public relations is by Muhammad Ali. And as always, a big thank you to Mr. Ogrodiak, Mr. Zhang, and Mr. Batki. For the Lowdown Podcast, I'm Kashmala Yusufzai. And I'm Jack Townsend. And just remember... Be legendary. legendary.